to reaffirm the purpose of our talk, that we are here for a transcendental purpose. Before lectures, we chant Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Time for the Bhagavad Gita class. Maybe we should take, take some verse to chant. <clears throat> Although in the Gita, all the verses are very happy. So where do we find uh, some suffering verse? In the, <laughs> in the Gita. Okay, there is some place, actually. <clears throat> Let me see. Unavoidable. Do we have unavoidable? We have unavoidable. There's a place where Prabhupada speaks about duality. Let's see, but this will be a tolerate, tolerate. <clears throat> yes. Srila Prabhupada says <coughs> that <coughs> in this world, suffering is unavoidable. Everybody has some trouble in this world. Happiness and distress are concomitant factors of material life. One should learn to tolerate as advised in Bhagavad Gita. There's another one. <clears throat> Maybe we should chant chapter 14, where Krishna describes a person who has transcended, transcended the three modes. Or, better still, chapter 2, verse 56. <laughs> Let's chant. Dukeshvanud Vignamana. Dukeshvanud Vitaraga Bayakroda Stitadhir Muniruchate Stitadhir Muniruchate so This is the <clears throat> translation by Shila, his divine grace, Srila Prabhupada. One who is not disturbed in mind even amidst the threefold miseries or elated when there is happiness, and who is free from attachment, fear, and anger, is called a sage of steady mind. <clears throat> so, suffering. 
suffering. You can see it's qu quite interesting. He is already a Muni. He is already a, not just a Muni, but Stita Dir Muni. Stita Dir Muni. He is fixed. He is transcendental. He's, he is in Samadhi. He's practically liberated. So why do the miseries come? So still the miseries are coming. And what does he do? Anudvigna. His mind is not moved. And then <clears throat> Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says, if we uh, take suffering and happiness in this way, meaning we do not uh, become hung up. I think it's a good American expression, hung up. Yeah? We do not dwell on miseries. We do not brood. We do not focus. We, or, there's another very good English word, wallow. Wallow, usually who wallows? The pigs. They find uh, mud and they wallow. You know? it, that wallow is, they do how it sounds also, you know? They just wallow. They roll in that. Uh, they find some mud and they wallow in the mud. Yeah? So we also wallow in our misery. So, a sage is able to greet the misery, marking, yes, it's a misery. Yes, it's suffering. So, he's not denying. He's not saying, no, 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 no misery. He says, no, yeah, obviously this is misery. Obviously it's, it's suffering. However, he's able to mark it as misery and focus on Krishna. And same with uh, happiness. Happiness comes, it doesn't grab it. Oh, happiness, oh, what if it will pass? Oh, I should hold on. Oh, it, it will it probably pass. How to, how to keep it? How to, what to do? Not to lose it. So, if we react in such a way, we create new karma. According to Yushanacha However, if we mark, okay, misery has come, it's misery. Yes, I accept, it's misery. Yes, it's suffering. Let's move forward. Or happiness. Yes, happiness. Wonderful. Goodbye. <laughs> Whether it's going to be here tomorrow or no, that's up to Krishna. <clears throat> uh, was it today? I heard. Yeah. They, they quote John Lennon. I don't know if that's the original source. But anyway, John Lennon. <clears throat> Seems like a good figure to quote. Anyway, so he said, life is what happens to you uh, when you have other plans. <laughs> you have some plans and then life is what happens otherwise <laughs> despite your <laughs> opposite to your plans <clears throat> and we also know you know he left his body in an unplanned way <clears throat> that brought me an interesting by the way idea somebody told me that um, un unexpected un uh, uh, unplanned illness came. It gave me an idea that actually we never planned for, we never scheduled time for illness. At least I never did. So I thought, you know, illness and disease has no choice but to come in an unscheduled moment, right? Because we have no schedule for a disease. disease. So since several years, I think ahead and I look at my calendar and I think, okay, this Dear diseases, I think this is a good time. You can come this time. 
And around that period, these two weeks also have no teaching, no study, no... I think that's also a good time. You can come then. <clears throat> First year I did it, they came at that time. Second year I did it, they didn't come at all for the whole year. Third year, they didn't follow my schedule. <laughs> they followed still their own schedule. But at least we can, you know, give them a chance. <laughs> give Krishna a chance <laughs> to accommodate your, your plan <laughs> by planning for. And also, we have, actually, it's a whole demonstration that you can do, you know. Uh, we have a whole program. Because all of us are born, I know my friend Bhakti Supersani Maharaj, he likes to make a whole demonstration. He asks to bring two glasses of water, and then he asks to bring sugar, salt, and pepper. So in one glass of water he puts sugar, in another he puts salt and pepper, and he mixes. And he says, uh, what do you choose? And everybody chooses, chooses the one with sugar. So he says, see? Then the other one, you don't know when it will come. Because all of us have a cup with that pungent, uh, sharp karma that has to come. So therefore he says, this is what devotees do. This is the idea of tapasya, voluntary austerity. So we get, get up in the morning, and we, you know, we start the morning from tapasya, just getting up, just chanting japa, chanting japa in a focused way, that's already tapasya. <clears throat> we discussed also, Krishna says in the seven, chapter 17 that tapasya of the mind is to be satisfied. This is the tapasya. You know? Because it's easy to be dissatisfied. But as we discussed on Sunday, it's the rule of yoga to be satisfied. So, uh, it seems that uh, it's more comfortable to be miserable. And to be satisfied, it's an austerity. But this is what we do in the morning. <laughs> we are satisfied. And we chant japa. Chant japa, we, we, we sing. And of course, we have some other regulative principles. It, it's even um, it's even the um, life management principles. One of life management principles, they call it uh, uh, eat the frog. Nobody likes to eat, you know, frogs. Even the meat eaters, they don't like to eat living a living frog, right? So they compare a frog to some unpleasant task. So they say first thing in the morning, eat the frog. And then uh, nothing worse can happen to you during the day. <laughs> Meaning that from the morning, first thing, do something very, very important. Maybe something austere, something we don't really like. And then at least you have that in your day. And then you sort of burn whatever uh, quota is there for suffering or discipline. It depends how we take it can be t taken as suffering, it can be, can be taken as austerity. Austerity, some tapa can be translated as austerity, but tapa also, we know, tapa traya is, no, is translated as misery. Threefold miseries of this world. So if we start our day by drinking our cup of uh, austerity, then what's left, hopefully, is the cup with sugar. <laughs> 
which is probably nowadays not very health conscious. <laughs> we don't drink uh, sugar much <clears throat> to be more healthy, but this is just a comparison. So, <clears throat> a few years ago, I decided to put it into a seminar. So we didn't, we were not even sure should we stream it and should we record it and should we have it as, as an open talk, uh, suffering in spiritual life. Because we usually say Kevala Ananda Kanda. You know, come, sing, dance, eat, eat nice prasadam and be happy. Chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare and be happy. My friend Patri says that this end may take 20 years. <laughs> so our task is to, it's a very short word, you know, end. <laughs> but for some of us it may take decades. We chant, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, and be happy. <laughs> chant and be happy. So therefore, when miseries come, usually it's, it, they, in spiritual life, it's very unexpected. You think, why? How is it possible? Why miseries are coming? And miseries can come of different types. Okay, if, you know, bad weather. All right. <clears throat> I don't know if it happens to you. I know in Vrindavan, when they turn off, uh, they have a blackout. Now, of course, we have the new, the new, uh, Prime Minister, the new state uh, government, the new local government, every, everything new. So when uh, the chief chief, CM, Chief Minister, Yogi Adityanath, when, as soon as he came to power, power first week, immediately he uh, issued a decree that uh, in holy places there is no blackouts. So uh, Vrindavan, Hardwar, they don't turn off the light uh, as just for schedule. It, sometimes it just blows up <laughs> or something, then okay. But I remember when life, light would, um, electricity would disappear, the first thing I would do, I would look, is it only in our house or also the neighbors don't have? <laughs> do you also have this experience? Yeah. And then if neighbors don't have, I feel, oh, okay. Then, <laughs> then it's okay. <laughs> I just wait. <laughs> then it's a common karma. It's not just my bad karma. It's a common karma. Okay, then it, somebody will take care. <laughs> but if it's only my house, oh, it's, it's a big trouble. You know, I have to find out what's, what's the matter. There's some problem here. Then it, I, it's my responsibility to go around and look. What's up? What's happening? So when it's some type of general, generic problem that afflicts... <clears throat> not only me, but also others, it doesn't seem so uh, concerning, doesn't seem so scary. And if it happens only to me, I think something's wrong with me. And, or uh, maybe with Krishna. <laughs> or maybe with Bhakti, with, with the process. There's another option, it's something ro is wrong with Bhakta John, my roommate, or Bhakta leader. Right? And because I associate with him, this is a very dangerous association, and so I got these uh, bad influence. So, 
<laughs> and then after thinking this, we think, no, 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 he's a Vaishnava. Maybe because I think like this, it's offensive. It's a Vaishnava Aparad. And because I commit Vaishnava Aparad, therefore, this bad thing comes. And then it goes in circles, you know, catch 22. So I think, oh, if I think bad, because I thought bad, it's a Vaishnava Aparad, and therefore I get a bad reaction, I suffer. But then, what if, it's, what if I'm right? What if he is a bad association? And it's correct, and I should avoid his association, and I should somehow distance myself. So then I should do something. And then again I think he's bad. Then again, oh, maybe, but maybe it's a Vaishnava opera. So the mind is so expert in put, putting us through so many cycles. You know, and we are in a loop. Nowadays, it seems, uh, uh, unless you upgrade your windows, unless you, <coughs> unless you don't know how to avoid upgrading your windows, Windows 10, it's, it's already compulsory. It's very difficult to avoid. There are ways, but difficult. <coughs> So uh, when it upgrades, sometimes you see the unexpected blue screen of death. You still remember the blue screen of death? <laughs> you did something and then boom. <laughs> the blue screen of some garbage on, on the screen. <clears throat> so, or it hangs. You were doing something. Previously it was more. It seems some, some progress has been, has been done. It seems that this one billion dollars Bill Gates gives in charity every year doesn't go in vain. Something trickles through and, <laughs> and it becomes better, right? No? <laughs> in some ways, in some ways. Not in every way. <laughs> I reserve some <laughs> critical <clears throat> right to, to have some critical opinion. So loops. What's a loop? It's a logical loop. Where, when the computer goes in circles, you know, some, some problem, and then it goes in circles, and it, it hangs. All the, power, all the uh, process power goes in running the circle, and nothing can be done. It just, it, it, it's in circle, just it hangs. So you get the blue screen of death, or it just doesn't react to anything you do. So we have this in the mind, also. Unfortunately, it's difficult to reboot. We don't know where to reboot in the mind. It should be, should be done by the Hare Krishna Japa properly yeah? to reboot the mind. This is the morning rebooting the mind. You know, checking all the systems and drivers and everything and you know, cleaning things up, cleaning the garbage out and then restarting fresh. Then Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam, uh, how to say, resetting to the factory <laughs> settings. <laughs> You download, uh, you flash, you, how is it so, uh, called? You, you flash, uh, re, re, <clears throat> you download the new BIOS or the new, you know, and you reset to the uh, best settings. <clears throat> Do we have some? Anyway, I think everybody has suffered enough with computers to understand. <laughs> <laughs> computers and electronics to understand <laughs> what I'm talking about. <clears throat> So, um, I put it together into a seminar, two kinds of Krishna's mercy. Two kinds of Krishna's mercy. So, there's this kind, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu embraces Sanadana Goswami, 
lovingly. And this type of mercy usually we understand. You know, usually this is okay. We like it. Yes? That is, yes, this is, we, we see, we experience, and we say, yes, this is mercy. But when it comes like this, you say, what is this? How is it mercy? It's not mercy. Why is he kicking me? Why is he angry? Why is he speaking harsh words? How, how is he supposed to be merciful? This is the story from Chaitanya Charitamrita. You know the story? Nityananda Prabhu and Shivananda Sen. Shivananda Sen, he was the organizer of the pilgrim, pilgrimage every year from <clears throat> Bengal to Puri. And he had, he had to, if you organize any, anything, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a weekend outing with more than two people. <laughs> you know, so many things need to be thought about, organized, taken care of. So he, and at those, those days, every few, we, we, we complain sometimes about s some effects of modern times, like globalization, but in those days, around the world, every few kilometers, there was a border and there were customs. And like sometimes uh, you come to some country and customs, the border officers give you a hard time, some places. Uh, sometimes these officers may not even be very on the uh, up and up, how to say, on, on the not very, not much integrity is there in terms of following the rules even. <clears throat> so before it was every few, every few, every few kilometers. You had a separate principality, duchy, kingdom, and uh, there was a custom, there was a border, and they would take customs. I think it's still we have in different states, the trucks, they have to pay some extra duty, right? I don't know about here, <clears throat> at least in India, they stop on the state border and the trucks, every district. So still, some some trouble is there. <laughs> so that's that's uh, you know the European. That was the idea behind the European Union, to remove all these unnecessary hassle, with, which just uh, is a waste of time, money, health, and nerves, and everything. <clears throat> so Shivananda Sen was uh, held back taking care of some customs and something, and so he couldn't arrange for uh, the accommodations and for prasadam. He was a little late. So Nityananda Prabhu kicked him in the stomach. Obviously not very hard. Yeah, you can really kick very hard. <laughs> Obviously not very hard. And then he said, uh, your son will die. So he's... Uh, Shivananda Sen's wife started crying. Oh, Nityananda Prabhu cursed our son. Oh, he will die. And he told her, you stupid woman, why are you crying? He will die anyway. Everybody dies. Who doesn't die? Everybody dies. But now he will die as a result of uh, words of Nityananda Prabhu. So it's a good thing. Because he would die anyway, but now he will die according to his plan, according to God's plan. Of course, he didn't die. You know, <laughs> he didn't die. Not only he didn't die, he became uh, uh, the best of poets, Kavi Karnapura, and he wrote amazing books, 
like Ananda Vrindavan Champu about Vrindavan pastimes of, of Krishna. He wrote amazing. He was a, a favorite of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He would, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would always talk to him whenever he came to so that son. So, it, you know, it only looks harsh. <laughs> it looks more scary than it is. <clears throat> so sometimes it comes in this form and then we think, oh, why is that? And again, uh, how to say, I should not make too much fun of it. <clears throat> I should just... <clears throat> continue to the reasons why devotees suffer. <clears throat> and maybe even further. Maybe even to the... Um, Happiness zigzag. So you know zigzags, right? Sometimes we zig, sometimes we zag. <laughs> so there is a zigzag also in Hare Krishna, in our happiness, in our <clears throat> divya ananda, in our divine bliss we experience. <clears throat> and the prakash of our consciousness and in uh, so joy experience. So we have normal life. It, we have some kind of zigzags before, and then we meet devotees. We we see uh, Krishna conscious literature. We read Krishna conscious literature. We start. We, we learn about uh, the spirit soul. We learn about yoga. We learn about bhakti. We learn about Krishna, and usually we experience happiness. So it's a, in fact a very happy period. Usually. For some period after we start our bhakti, we feel uh, utsaha, we feel uh, enthusiasm, elevation, illumination, things become clear, we understand what's happening, we see the meaning. In fact, one of the main reasons for suffering is meaninglessness. That's the definition of torture. When something happens without a purpose, if something happens for a purpose, then even if it is difficult, it's tapasya, it's austerity, and it's a, a burden of love. But if even easy things that happen without a purpose become a torture. That's the definition of torture. Torture, when we see no meaning, no significance, no purpose for something happening, no reason. Either no reason or no purpose. Why should this happen to me? So then, this is so. Therefore, even just learning that I am a spirit soul, the goal of life is to return back home, back to Godhead. Uh, the, the goal of life is to recover my eternal position as the spirit soul, to serve Krishna. Um, this is the, this is my mission. The mission of life is self-realization. I, I should understand the nature of spirit, my nature, my eternal nature to some extent also temporary nature, I must understand. So just seeing that, oh, that's where we need to go. This is the meaning. This is where I'm going. Already that makes us happy. Also, <clears throat> even knowing we never die. You never die. Meaning, uh, you are not this body. You are not the subtle body. Nothing can kill you. And you are not this situation. Whatever situation you are in, or circumstances you are in, you are not that. It will all pass. It will 
be finished after some time. So you're never stuck. So, and of course, there is prasadam, you know. <laughs> so what else is you need to, to be happy? You know, just having prasadam is uh, such a good, wonderful thing. <clears throat> I remember in, uh, in our Korshnas BBT, I was going through, through this next period and I was very disturbed, very disturbed. And the mind was continuously what do you call it? Grudge, grudgingly murmuring <clears throat> and uh, continuously there was some uh, what is the what is this synonym when you they have this murmur in the Bible and complain moan, groan groaning groaning whining Anyway, I'll find another synonym. There's another synonym. And then somebody would bring Mahaprasadam from Gandharvika Giridhari. And I remember, the mind was going, and then I would take Mahaprasadam. And I would eat Mahaprasadam, some Mahaprasadam sweet, some Sandesh from Gandharvika Giridhari. And the mind would go, <laughs> even Closer, Hare Krishna. I'm speaking about secret things, secret experiences. <laughs> I'm shy to speak loudly. <clears throat> so we feel joy. We feel joy. There is incense. There is books, wonderful books, wonderful philosophy, wonderful deities, wonderful everything. Wonderful everything. And then we start our practice. And then we meet our mind. We meet our mind. And then our level of happiness goes down. And it, it feels that we, we are in a worse condition than we were before. It feels that maybe before Krishna consciousness, before I started my yoga practice, bhakti yoga, I was better. Maybe you experienced it. You, you, you felt that, okay, I had such and such qualities and they are gone. Or I had some skills in general and when I try to do this in Krishna consciousness, they are gone. I don't have them. Or they doesn't, doesn't work out. Doesn't, doesn't succeed. So why? What is this? What is happening? Why is it happening? <clears throat> so No worries. <laughs> this is a uh, legitimate stage of self-discovery. It is described in the Bhagavatam. It is described in Shastra. Even in uh, <clears throat> Pancha Samskara, when initiation in this is described as five steps, you can see that the first step is um, tapa, austerity, some some pradayas and lines have a fire branding with fire. They brand, uh, some brand once the Shankaran chakra 
And some sampradayas do it every year. Fire, fire branding. Again, it's not uh, in our sampradaya on one hand, and it's not recommended uh, for, for uh, this age, for Brahminical people uh, also. So don't, no worries, we just put tilak, that's, that's enough. But uh, that's one of the translations of tapa. Tapa means fire, tapa means suffering. <clears throat> but we get some also internal testing sometimes in the beginning. So this is internal testing. In uh, 429.69, so this is a, a verse from the Bhagavatam, 429.69, Srila Prabhupada says something beautiful, so it's a, it's a nice verse. Krishna consciousness means constantly associating with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In such a mental state that the devotee can observe the cosmic manifestation exactly as the Supreme Personality of Godhead does. Such observation is not always possible, but it becomes manifest exactly like the dark planet known as Rahu, which is observed in the presence of the full moon. And in the purport, Srila Prabhupada says that <clears throat> for a devotee, uh, what happens is that uh, all your karma is wiped out in, in one stroke. Sounds good, right? Karma wiped out in one stroke. Sounds good, right? Sounds like a good deal. One stroke, all karma. But then, uh, when it happens, how does it happen? Srila Prabhupada says, the whole stockpile. So, in other words, we, need, we have enough karma to keep us in this world and in misery for millions of lives. We have, we have been doing stuff for millions of lives. And we have collected a lot. Yes, we really collected a lot. So, <clears throat> uh, for each life there is a portion set that we need to go through, but there is a big mountain also that's enough for, for, for the future. And uh, <clears throat> we don't even often realize everything. We feel something. We may feel something is there, but usually because it's not manifested, we uh, don't even know about these things. Sometimes they come out. Or sometimes when we are provoked or we are put in difficulty, they may come out. <clears throat> so Srila Prabhupada says that by the supreme will of the supreme personality of Godhead, the whole stockpile can be visible all at one time. When a person is fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness, his stockpile of material desires is minimized. It becomes visible on the mental platform by the mercy of the Lord. So it's like the um, lunar eclipse. So you don't see Rahu normally. It's normally considered a uh, shadowy, uh, sometimes even uh, com compared, some, sometimes even described as a mathematical point. Uh, where the uh, zodiac um, line is crossing with the orbit of uh, moon. So there are two points, Rahu and Kato, two, no, two no, nodes. Uh, so they mathematically, mathematically they are very clear. So um, Vedic 
Jyotish Shastra describes that actually there is a planet there. There is Rahu and there is Ketu. You don't normally see because it's shadowy. It's shadowy. However, when uh, this shadow comes over the moon, has anybody seen an eclipse of the moon? Who has seen an eclipsed moon? Yeah? It becomes reddish usually, right? So it depends. Some people say don't look. Some people say if, if, if it happens in your uh, third house or sixth house and the moon rules some of the um, houses like this, Upachaya houses, then it's okay. You can look. <laughs> anyway, it's a separate topic. So then you, can, you don't see the moon clearly, but you see that shadow. So this is the comparison here, that uh, you may not see this beautiful moon. However, clearly, everything becomes simultaneously manifest in the mind. So you see the, the, the whole um, karma. Prabhupada says, a Krishna conscious person can see all his dormant desires at one time, and finish all his future transmigrations. This facility is especially given to the devotee to make his path clear for returning home back to Godhead. So, <clears throat> it's something from before, and it's very scary. These are things that we do not even... Uh, recognize or accept or admit to, admit to ourselves. This concept of shadow is present also in the modern uh, Jungian psychology. So these are some of the desires or problems or uh, inclinations that we have, but we deny. We say, who is angry? I'm angry. I'm never angry. Who is shouting? I'm not shouting. I'm, okay. I'm speaking softly. You are shouting. <laughs> Because you are shouting, I'm shouting. <laughs> they say, no, no, I don't have. I'm a very, I'm the kindest person in the world. If you show me anybody who is kinder, I'll just kill him and again I'll be the kindest person in the world. <laughs> so we deny that we have it. <clears throat> Sometimes we don't even, don't, but it's there. So it will come out either in projection, we will, it will, we will see that quality in others. It will come out as criticism sometimes, obsessive criticism. Like we cannot, we cannot tolerate some some action or some quality in others. <clears throat> or we can see it inside. We can see it inside by Krishna's mercy. And it sounds okay by mercy. We see all karma cleared. And sounds like something positive. But when it happens, when you see that before you were a good guy, a good girl, and then all of a sudden these uh, envy, anger, lust, um, uh, pride, these, oh, oh, these uh, snakes and dragons and the whole zoo inside. So like sometimes, did you ever experience you see a nice stone in the garden and then you turn it over? And underneath there are these, uh, you know, bugs and insects and all kinds of very nasty things crawling. So this is the, you know, the dark side, the shadowy side of our mind. <clears throat> but unless we see, how can we clear? 
unless we recognize how can we make it clean. Even in psychology, they, they say uh, it's never possible to see all the shadowy desires. It's, but in Bhakti Yoga, it is possible. Because <laughs> Krishna, Krishna will show. And it's hellish. It's actually worse than hellish. When it's done, when it happens, it may feel worse than hell. You, you can... I remember I was reading hellish planet's descriptions when I was going through that seeing all of these uh, nasty things inside and I uh, thought that this is better these hellish planets are better because at least they know why <laughs> and what is happening I don't even know what is happening I want to be a devotee and these nasty, terrible, horrible things are coming up from inside and it's a big suffering <clears throat> and uh, of course our biggest problem at that moment is that uh, we try to stop them naturally who needs that nasty stuff nobody and we know we have to control the mind Krishna says control the mind everybody says control the mind right? however as a new devotee as a new yogi how do we understand controlling the mind you understand control, just stop it. You know, stop it. Don't think like this. So does the mind obey? <laughs> when we tell the mind, don't think about that. So he, the mind says, about this? As the famous experiment. So please, nobody here now, please. Do not think about a yellow sour lemon cut in half and put on your tongue. Don't think about a yellow sour uh, aromatic lemon. Nobody think about a lemon. Okay? Don't think about don't think about a lemon. Did you feel uh, saliva coming? <laughs> Are you able to not think about a lemon? How can you not think? You know, sometimes they say that the mind doesn't have the particle no. Whatever, it just has what you, you know, it just does not exist for the mind. It's best to always put it in a positive way. So when we try to, to, to suppress it, it just comes back with vengeance, comes back even stronger. And we suffer. We think, oh, as a, as a yogi, as a devotee, I must control the mind. Control the mind means stop it. And I try to stop it, and it doesn't. So something wrong with me, with Bhakta John, with Krishna, with Bhakti, or with everything. <laughs> I don't know, it's something. Something's wrong somewhere. Either I am useless, hopeless, demon, or Bhakti doesn't work, or work in the works in the opposite way, or Krishna is very strange and, and uh, very cruel. He likes to torture people. Yes? In one temple, once in the Brahmacharini ashram, they, they, they may, uh, formed a club where they came to, would come together and would discuss uh, how Krishna likes torturing living entities. It is not, which is not correct. <laughs> Sometimes here, gopis are saying, speaking like this, but they speak like this only uh, in jest, in love. So that's on the other side of prema. It's not in the uh, ecstasy of man, anger. And it's not um, that they really <laughs> blame, blame Krishna. 
So it may continue, it may continue even for a long time, unfortunately, if you don't. get the next realization that yes, it is in my mind. I'm not denying. It is in my, in my mind. These shadowy desires and things, they are in my mind. But I am not the mind. So my purpose is to serve Krishna regardless of this baggage in my mind. Whatever is there, I serve Krishna anyway. Whatever is there, I, anyway, I serve Krishna. <clears throat> demons also served Krishna. There were demons who... Uh, what, what are the names of demons who served Krishna? They even, I mean, there's one very famous demon who was quoted from Srimad Bhagavatam by heart from memory by Mahatma Gandhi, three verses. Very famous demon. He was, he defeated Indra, and then he was preaching to Indra. Vritrasura, yes, Vritrasura. So then, uh, so he acted as, a, he somehow or other, he got into that position of a demon, but he um, always remembered he's, he's a devotee, and he was even preaching to Indra. Said, come on, fight. You do it as a duty. It's your service. <laughs> so I'm doing this because somehow or other that's my role, that's my position, but you're the king of uh, the demigods, so fight. Don't give up. Continue. And he's then, and then he spoke these beautiful verses that just like a bird hankers for uh, the mother, the calf hankers for the cow, or a lover for the... Uh, lover who is separated, so in the same way, may my heart fly to you, Krishna. Yeah? Very beautiful verse, very famous, beautiful verse. <clears throat> so these, these verses were quoted by Mahatma Gandhi, somewhere. I don't remember exactly where, but he was quoting it. Quite famous. <clears throat> so, uh, we learn how to control the mind not by uh, for, forcibly trying to squelch it and stop it and suppress it, but by acting as a smart mother when uh, the baby is crying or the baby is acting up or the baby throws a temper tantrum or the baby does eats dirt. So the mother just distracts. Right? Oh, look here. Oh, look what's there. Uh, or take a sweet, yeah? and then automatically uh, the, the, the child throws away the dirt and starts eating the sweet. So in the same way, a yogi, so we have a whole class of literature. We see several, I know several uh, acharyas uh, composing manashikshas, manashiksha, uh, preaching to the mind, or instructions to the mind, yeah? giving instructions to the mind. So they do not tell the mind, shut up, stop. No, they, they talk to the mind. Like Raghunath Das Goswami. He gives many different instructions, beautiful instructions, <clears throat> discussing different problems. 
Like, for example, he says, Are cheta prodit kapata kudinati, parakaraksharan mutres natva dasikatamatmana bhimam, sadatvam ghandarva giridari pada prema vilasad, sudam bodhas natva svam apinitaram, mamcha sukhaya. He says, O mind, how long will you keep burning yourself and myself in the donkey urine of criticism? You suffer, I suffer, everybody suffers. Instead, why don't you, and he offers the alternative, why don't you uh, immerse yourself in the shining, glistening, nectarian ocean of the pastimes of Gandharika Giridari? So he's talking to the mind, he's preaching to the mind. Okay, he describes the problem, and then he says, okay, here's the alternative. So, okay, you can burn yourself and myself in the donkey urine of criticism, or you can uh, immerse yourself into the nectarian ocean of pastimes of Radha Krishna. So he offers the solution. So that's the solution here. <clears throat> that uh, we do not deny these difficulties. So th this is where, fortunately, we have a whole body of manuals and instructions from Bhaktivinoda Thakur. He wrote uh, whole, the whole songbooks, Sharanagati, uh, Gita Mala, which is based on Yamunacharya Stotra Ratna, where he describes exactly what's coming up from the mind. All these uh, dirty, difficult, crazy, crazy things. He describes them, he does not deny them. And when we read it, we see, oh, that sounds like me. Oh, that sounds like what happens to me. Oh, that sounds like my mind. And he uh, still engages, he still shows how to refocus, redirect attention on Krishna, despite uh, what's there in the mind. So in other words, instead of fighting with the mind, we focus on Krishna, and then, all, and then these things just fade away. They lose power. They gradually lose power. Because when we f fight with them, we feed them with our attention. By fighting with them with our attention, we just feed them. And by uh, learning to, Prabhupada says in the fifth canto, what is the best weapon for controlling the mind? He says, is to ignore the mind. To, be, to become indifferent to them, to neglect the mind or to become indifferent to the mind. All, all the, these words can be understood, misunderstood. It means to, instead of focusing on that uh, problem, acknowledge the problem and focus on Krishna. And then uh, these urges or these, these dirty things from, from the mind, by Krishna's power, compared to Krishna, they become very small and insignificant and then we'll, they will gradually uh, fade away. So, we will discuss more in the f uh, coming few days. This is just a short uh, rundown, sh short summary. We, will, we still have not touched on the three reasons Vishnachakvaritakur gives we uh, may suffer, why a devotee who has no karma may suffer. So he says there are three reasons why a devotee may uh, be sick, become sick, old, and, and die. Not because it's karma. 
<laughs> and then he gives another, actually he gives four reasons. He gives three, three main and then he adds one more in the tenth canto. <clears throat> so this we will discuss uh, tomorrow and we will also discuss more of these uh, zags and zigs. And, and you can see that it continues further. Hare Krishna. But uh, at this point, what is, what is uh, important is when somebody is going through this, so in Pancha Samskara, you see the first one is tapa, testing. And uh, this testing oftentimes, even if there is no external dif difficulty, there can be, it can be coming from inside. Uh, it can be just uh, uncovering these shadowy dark sides in the heart because the mind doesn't want to cooperate. Before I was good but for, for my profit. And now it's for Krishna, so the mind says, why bother? Why should I be good? What's the, where is my profit? So it doesn't cooperate, as it, it, as it might have done before. It stops cooperating. So <clears throat> um, this is very, un, very unpleasant. So to a devotee who is who has come to this before he goes to the next Urdva Pundra. Urdva Pundra usually is translated as uh, putting tilak as part of Pancha Samskara, five purificatory, purificatory processes. But Urdva Pundra also means elevation and, and uh, lifting spirits, meaning you, you feel inspired. So when you cross this dark valley, when you cross this very dark and difficult place, on the other side, you feel uh, great upliftment. You feel really deep joy. And you see how everything, everything falls in place, how everything starts making sense. But uh, when a devotee is going through, just through this uh, self, stage of self-discovery and discovering some of the very unsavory, shadowy parts of our mind and being... Uh, very and being very uh, weak or how to say defenseless powerless powerless there is no need to exhort to how to say to chastise to say shape up be good he's trying his problem is that he wants to be good he's trying to be good and he cannot so here, the proper instruction is, don't worry, just continue. Don't worry, you continue and you uh, learn how to uh, uh, preach to the mind. You learn the art of preaching to the mind. So you get this Manashiksha, you get this Saranagati, you get this Gita Mala, and make it a daily practice. You uh, read it, see the matching, find the matching descriptions that describe the difficulty and see how this Acharya, and take the blessings of this Acharya, who, despite this difficulty, oh, turns to Krishna. You know, Gopina, Mama Nivedana Shuno, yeah, very, oh, Gopina, I'm tortured by lust, I'm tortured by this, all the demons came back to you, went back to you, only Vinoda Takela Bosi, only I remained here. <laughs> only Bhaktivinoda remained here. So they teach us how to not be blind, see it, and turn to Krishna redirect our attention, put our attention on Krishna, like a clever mother, instead of just stopping the child, engaging the child positively. 
So especially in bhakti yoga, this is the positive engagement, how to find a positive engagement. And this way, by the positive engagement, we will be able to <clears throat> uh, purify the mind. So at this stage, the idea is just continue, you know, just chant Hare Krishna, just try your best, I mean, without going crazy, without being a perfectionist, and um, preach to the mind, learn preaching to the mind. From Raghunandas Goswami's Manashiksha, from Bhaktinot Thakur's Gitamala, from Yamunacharya's Stotraratna, there is plenty of, even in Srimad Bhagavatam, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, you will find many beautiful, it's called Vidyapti, confess, confession. We confess to Krishna. Oh, I have this, I have that. And uh, openly. Bhumaus kalita padanam, bhumir eva valambanam, tvaijata paradanam, tvameva sharanam prabhu. That's in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Rupa and Sanatana are saying, for people who tripped and fell on, who tripped by uh, who tripped over some uh, uneven place on the ground or earth, the earth itself is the support and shelter. So in the same way, for those who have insulted you, only you are the shelter. So they say, we are useless, we are the lowest, uh, strewing it in our teeth, we work for this Muslim government. Of course, they were blackmailed into that. It's, a, it's another story. But they came in a very humble mood thinking that they are very, very bad. Yeah, and they quoted this. this it's even in Chaitanya Charitamrita. That for those who trip over some uneven place on earth, the earth itself or herself is the shelter. So in the same way, somebody is uh, somehow or other offensive to you, only you are the shelter. Where else can we turn? But you. Only to you we can turn. So they, they acknowledge, they open the heart, they accept it, and they show how still to engage positively in, in Krishna consciousness. So at that stage we just learn to continue and to um, preach to the mind following the Acharyas. Hare Krishna. Okay. <clears throat> I hope you are all um, duly scared of the shadowy sides of the mind. Any questions or comments or points here? You have? You have? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Uh, I'm wondering how does uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur instruction of beating mind in the morning and evening with the shoe and the broomstick, how does that fit in your presentation? Because that looks kind of different. It looks... It sounds like different. Different, yes. Uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur explains this himself. And in fact, it fits perfectly well and it's very uh, practical technique. It doesn't mean that you actually find the heaviest shoe you own <laughs> and beat over your head. That's maybe not so healthy. Except you're, I don't know, we need to ask people who are massage experts what's the proper way to beat your head with a shoe. Maybe there is a healthy way, I don't know, <laughs> or a stick. Uh, 
uh, he himself explains what, what it means to beat the mind a hundred times. He says, hundred times we uh, exhort, we preach, we address the mind and say, oh mind, please think about Krishna. Please turn to Krishna. So in other words, what it means, that it means that hundred times you turn to Krishna. You count hundred times when you did turn to Krishna. And the perfect time for this is chanting Japa. So one way to do this, uh, which for myself I find extremely helpful, is you're actually counting a hundred mantras in my japa when I tried to improve this one mantra. One mantra I tried to uh, chant for Krishna, chant remembering Krishna, chant clearly in some way. I made some effort in chanting this mantra. I try to count 100 mantras like this. So that's uh, beat, beating our mind 100 times with a shoe. Meaning, you make 100, 100 efforts to turn your mind to Krishna. And this is what counts. This is what actually uh, makes you grow. Not how long are you in trance. Because we give up. We think we try to think about Krishna. Krishna says, Yato, yato, nishalati, manash, chanchalamastiram, tato, tato, niyametat. Atman yeva vasham nayet. Wherever the mind wanders, being unsteady, you take it and bring it from there, back from there, and again direct it in the spiritual direction. <clears throat> so we do it one time, you know. We take our japa and we sit and um, for Krishna, I will chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. It was such a nice burger yesterday. Veggie burger. Did you see the veggie burger? Yes. Why did I take only one? Next time I should take three. But last last Sunday I ate five and I felt bad. I should probably go for a run. But I have a big belly. But still, I think the girls are liking me. And oh wait, ah yes, oh sorry, yeah, Krishna for you. Okay, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. That devotee in the temple, he chants so loudly. Why does he chant so loud? He's so insensitive. Um, probably, he's, probably in his family they were very rough. And uh, in general, it's, it's, it's rainy here. I should go to Florida. And I know that devotee from the, from there. Last time he said this. Oh, wait. What am I doing? Oh, this is Hare Krishna. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it doesn't work. I should, I could uh, just as well, you know. Hare Krishna, you know. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. We give up. We make two, two efforts and give up. But uh, you know that uh, success means just don't give up. So Bhaktisiddhanta says, at least a hundred times, make a hundred efforts. It's very practical. And it's not cr cruel. It's positive. It's not negative. It's not beating the mind. It's turning to Krishna. To beautiful Radha Madan Mohan, Sri Sita Ram Lakshman Hanuman, 
Is it okay? Bhaktisiddhanta himself he explains that exact thing in one in one article. And I've tried this in such a way, and I found it of all of all techniques for japa, uh, for me personally, the most effective. Counting a hundred better mantras. So this is how you can beat your mind a hundred times in the morning, or in the evening, or both. I guess what I'm specifically asking, is there a part where we actually confront the mind? Yes. So after, after you learn how, so by, by redirecting, actually turning to Krishna, when you, when you learn already, when, when you are not stuck in the loop, meditating on how bad I am, or how bad is the situation. When you learn how to positively uh, cultivate the positive spiritual qualities, then yes, from here, then yes, it, it's a strict practice of developing and practicing positive uh, vratas. In, when it mentions the 12 qualities of a Brahmana, it says, Mahavrata Dvadasha Brahmanasya, these are the 12 not qualities, but mahavratas, vows of a brahmana. And when the 20 qualities of knowledge are described in chapter 13 of Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada says, these are the 20 processes of knowledge. And Baladeva Dibhushan says, these are the 20 sadhanas. They don't just fall from the sky, it's sadhana. It's, it's something you do, you practice. But when a person is miserably struggling and uh, here, just grappling with that shadow, it will only put him even more into depression. His problem is that he's already grappling. He didn't get the, the art how to refocus on Krishna. So therefore, at this stage, um, the idea is just, you know, don't worry, don't worry. Just learn how to ignore these bad urges of the mind. Not, don't fight with them. Don't try to kill them, make them disappear. Just turn away and focus on Krishna. Then they will lose power. Then don't identify with them. Then they will gradually become small and dissipate, like a cloud or a fog. Okay? Yeah, I got it now. Harik, thank you. Okay, so who has questions? You have a question? And you, you have a question? Or you are showing who? You also have, okay. Thank you so much, Prabhu, for a wonderful uh, session. Um, my question is that um, I really like this, that you meet the mind and then you uh, turn towards Krishna. But sometimes when uh, there are so many fires, when we are going through this period in our life and there are so many difficulties coming, maybe multiple difficulties coming at the same time, then two things that seem to come in the way of turning towards Krishna is one is the physical um, tiredness that comes from just trying to take care of the situations and also the time factor where even though internally you really, really desire to be able to do more and more and more, but you find yourself with less and less time because there's so many things trying, you know, that we have to take care of. So how do we, um, how do we continue to um, 
like I mean I can speak personally that when I'm in that phase much as I my heart is getting drawn more and more to just sit and be able to chant in an uninterrupted way but there are so many things coming up so that interrupts the japa and hence the quality as well so, so no time no energy yeah yeah even though you do chant your rounds but you know that you know when life is going at a certain you know level you just it's just your mind is much more you know available for that versus when they are trying to take care of so many things mm -hmm. so uh, turning to krishna doesn't mean extra time it means better time so if for example if i have some busy schedule or something i try to at least uh, have one round that I sit and I actually try to meditate on each mantra and I try to connect each mantra in the Mahaman, in, in the 108 in one round with some symbol on Radharani's feet, Krishna's feet or, or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's feet and try to at least one round, I mean this is seven or eight minutes, right? At least one round it's not much, but if at least one round I really, really uh, tried to make it a quality time, quality round, then this uh, changes the whole day, right? So it's not uh, even so much about the, uh, the uh, amount of time, but about the quality of time that we give to Krishna, quality of uh, our our efforts. And yes, maybe maybe in different situations, some there may be some sickness, there may be some some. Uh, circumstances or events that uh, may prevent us from doing some activities uh, maybe in the temple so much or whatever or at home or but uh, this is the beauty of krishna consciousness that this is about consciousness and also of course this is where we draw our strength is from japa association service bhagavatam the deity uh, worship and beautiful darshan. Sometimes, yeah, you just look for three seconds at the beautiful Radha Krishna, and you feel that your heart has been bathed in nectar, <laughs> and life becomes easier to go through. Right? Uh, but still, it, yoga is uh, an internal activity. So we try to um, offer it to Krishna and and, and try to. <clears throat> Turn to Krishna, whatever happens outside. Yes. Okay. Thank you. That yeah, that's that's very very nice, Prabhu. Thank you. And I really like the other point that you made about the meaninglessness of it. Like when we don't see the purpose, and uh, when such obstacles tend to obstruct our quantity of time that we are able to give, then that's where you start feeling the meaninglessness of that event. Yes. But I really like this quality versus quantity. Uh, yes. So thank you. Yes. Again, it doesn't mean I chant only one round. It, yes. I mean, we, we, we chant, we must chant all the rounds, but uh, we know that there are rounds and there are rounds. You know, we can finish rounds and we can... <laughs> but uh, once we make it a practice, a daily practice, then uh, you, will, you will be able to uh, more quickly go into deep focus and then even during one round, if you are able to focus on Krishna, that already gives us some Krishna conscious foundation for the whole day. And maybe there's time for, for two you know, rounds that are focused and attentive. And then maybe it will give us energy to do other activities remembering Krishna.
Thank you so much for the class. Um, two short questions. One is that we often hear in Bhagavatam that the, when a devotee takes shelter of Krishna, his karma, uh, the ocean of karma becomes like a, a small hoof front of a calf, yes. calf, something like that. Yes. How to realize that, Prabhu? Like, is it um, through for suffering? That, for that, you come to the morning class. <laughs> <laughs> This we explain in the morning class. I have uh, been going through that seminar nine stages of bhakti, and I have discovered a very clear uh, explanation, a very clear graphical, obvious way to see how karma is removed. It means it doesn't prevent, does, it's no longer an obstacle for your development. <clears throat> Plus, how despite karma being reduced to a uh, puddle in a calf's hoof print, we still may go through difficulties. But these difficulties are different, of a different nature. They no long, are no longer, they may mm -hmm. correspond to the same lessons as we have to get due to our karma, but they are under Krishna's supervision. So, therefore, Krishna will see, have you learned? And therefore he, he may cut it short or make it softer. Not so, not so severe. I remember once I, in, in our BBT, we had one devotee who was a professional, very good astrologer. He learned it systematically from some astrologers. And so he ran a very serious systematic astrology course, Jyotish, Vedic astrology. And uh, it's a complicated topic because for devotees, astrology works, uh, you need a different set of rules. Uh, usually people who practice Jyotish, they do not understand the, the charts of devotees. They give the wrong, the wrong explanation. They see something and they say, oh, it's terrible, you will be in prison. But it's not in prison, you will just be in a holy place or in an ashram. Or you will go to the altar and worship uh, Radha Madan Mohan. And you know, this way you are sort of... Because the same house has different meanings. So because uh, very uh, it uh, fell out of use to uh, see yogis and sadhakas. So many, uh, um, most astrologers don't know how to read a chart for a sadhaka, for a yogi. Anyway, so he was giving that course. And then I remember something happened in my temple in my series and I was very disturbed and I was thinking Krishna what is this I'm chanting I'm doing this I'm doing this seva this is for you and then this happens why should this happen what is this why so much why, why, why this terrible thing is coming so then I was uh, for a couple days I was going around um, sulking being disturbed and then I we had our next session of those classes and I checked the, the period, the period, what's coming and how the stars are uh, moving, the gochara, the transits. And then I looked and then I saw, my God, actually, at this time, I should experience something really terrible. This really should have been something so extremely horrible that uh, what, whatever is happening now this is nothing. So immediately I turned to Krishna and said, Krishna, thank you so much. 
This is, what is happening is just a little drop of what I can see, what had to come. Uh, what is actually happening is nothing. So what? You know, I quarreled with that devotee. I mean, with this devotee, a little tension in, you know, that can be solved. We can, we can go through this. So you reduce, as Prabhupada says, the devotee sees everything as Krishna's mercy. Meaning that we cut our finger and we think, by my karma, I was meant to lose my arm. But by Krishna's mercy, I get a token lesson to remind me. And by Krishna's mercy, it's reduced. I do get a reminder. It's a token symbolic lesson. So, so I can understand. But Krishna, by his mercy, he directs it in, the, in such a way that I can continue my service. So it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting uh, question. You know, karma of, of devotees. Vishnachakvarita Thakur insists there is no karma. He insists repeatedly everywhere. As for devotee, it's not karma. So from which stage, how, and where, and to which extent? I, I, I know it's, hard, it's difficult to get here in the morning. Um, but uh, we will discuss it in the morning. Maybe, maybe you can see the recording. No, I'll, I'll try to record. So. so it's 8.33 of uh, the... Uh, in time is never tired. Time never gets tired. Time never stops. We may get tired, but time doesn't. So... <clears throat> that we are able to continue in our service tomorrow. I guess we need to stop here. And <clears throat> again, as I think I quoted yeah, Winston Churchill, who said that if you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> Don't stop <laughs> in the hell. Right? But again, not just keep going, but also in an intelligent way, taking help, turning to Krishna. Turning to Krishna as as much as as many times as at least one hundred times in the morning. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Shishira Madan Mohan Gurnitai, Sitaram, Lakshman Hanuman Ki Jai. <coughs>